Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Jet Tattersall. It is lovely to be with you again. Now, please be aware, due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, this podcast is being produced remotely, so do please forgive us for lower audio quality than you are used to from our podcasts. Now, before we start today's show, I want to let you know that the next print issue of Women in Pop magazine will be here in just a few short weeks. Stay tuned to our social media pages to be the first to hear the incredible women we are featuring in issue nine. Just search Women in Pop on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now, our guest today is a bona fide icon of the Australian music industry, and we are thrilled to have her back on the podcast. She was the very first female winner of the X Factor Australia in 2012 and has since gone on to have four top 20 hit albums and a multitude of hit singles to her name. She has recently released her new single and video back to back and she's here to tell us all about it. It is, of course, the incredible Samantha Jade. Samantha, hello and welcome back to Women in Pop. Hello. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I loved our last interview and I love the actual magazine so thank you oh super see this is works both ways here um <laughs> how have you been keeping oh I, i've been good listen you know obviously COVID has been um life-changing for for everybody and i think the music industry was hit um artists you know particularly hard because we can't do what we do you know, and what we do is perform and that's what feeds our soul on top of even, you know, our job. We're lucky enough to do something that we love so much. So it was just a very weird year. Well, yeah, <laughs> very weird. That's a like that way, but a very weird year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you powered on through it. again. This is like one of the things you do, like a golden phoenix, like flying from the ashes. And here we go with some incredible music. And you know what? Before I get into anything, I want to go straight into back to back. So I'm just going to play that now. I wish we could play the video as well, uh, but more on that shortly. Now this one with your exceptional vocal delivery and simple guitar riff, and there's this pop beat and it chucks me right into an early 2000s like friendship road trip rom-com film, yeah. which I love. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's amazing. Can you talk me through this gorgeous mug of tea and whence it came? Yes, well, do you know what? Weirdly, like I was saying, COVID was very strange and I'm used to being on a plane like once a week usually you know performing at other places doing gigs doing press doing all of those things and I was home so much and that was already so weird and I, I missed my friends so much I'm so used to my um, friends being around a lot and me being able to you know just go have coffee or you know cry about things or, or just just be in the comfort of my friend zone and not just my friends, but my people that have become my friends, my team, you know, my, my makeup artist, my hair 
um, artist, my social media person, like, you know, I'm so, my band, my singers, like, I wasn't able to see any of them. And I wanted to write a song about that because I knew that friendship, you know, is very important to me. But I didn't know until COVID how much of the glue friendship is and how much they truly hold me together. And so I really want to, I was really inspired weirdly through COVID to, um, to write a song for that and, and about that. And I wanted the production to be super simple. I wrote it with Carmen Reese, who I wrote Bounce With and, and Always With as well. And she's, uh, we've got a very um, strong connection and a great friendship as well. And I wanted to make sure with this song that it wasn't too production driven. I wanted it to be driven by the lyric and the vocal delivery. And I think that that's why it's quite laid back and the guitar riff is kind of the, um, the standout feature, but it's not a production heavy song. What, what's heavy about it is what it's about. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that as well, because when you, okay, so there are songs where we've got production heavy. We've got also, um, the melody is heavy or the instrumentals are heavy or the lyrics are heavy. Um, but weirdly in this one, I feel like it's heavy is the wrong word, but I feel it's the sentiment that carries the song. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we wanted. We, we wanted to, because my last song bounce obviously was so much fun. And then I had in the morning, which was so much fun, but obviously both heavy on the production side and, and also just fun songs. And I wanted to write something with, with meaning and there is a lot of on my album there is a lot of that but I wanted to release because we actually had another song ready to release and I actually halted the all the ideas for that and said oh I just don't think I can go through with this one coming out I, I want my next song to speak to everybody about what I'm feeling beautiful what I love as well I'm sure you can um, talk me through this as well is obviously the video itself um directed by Bonnie Hanson, that's right, um, igniting that message even further about women coming together and supporting each other. I mean, you've got Suzanne um, Tacey there, Emma Yellow Wigan, uh, Wiggle Watson, sorry, Amelie Golden. Like, how did you go about getting these incredible women together? I was so blessed. Like, I, all of the women in the video I know um, and have met before and, and, and have admired and watched their careers and and, um, and how, how they've been very clever and also remained kind. And that was the driving force for the video and, and the whole production around it. And so obviously Jules, Sebastian's in it, she's my best friend. Um, she was my first call and, and, and I kind of threw around some names to her and she was like, absolutely, because you've always spoken about these women and you, you like these women and you know, we've admired things that they've done. And I literally just wrote to them on Instagram. I wrote to them on Instagram and they all said yes within a few hours. And I honestly was shocked. I was like, oh my God, I wasn't, I wasn't like imagining that all of them would come back to me. They all did so quickly. And it was just a really exciting moment for me. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, the vision of what I have is actually going to happen. <laughs> That's so lovely. And also so charmingly you, that you, you've got this thing about you that's, that's very much still, oh my God, really? Like you, like, yeah. did you just read my email? Oh my God. Like you get starstruck all the time. I do. I do. I'm a pinch myself all the time girl. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's so beautiful. And I'm so glad you said it was about the kindness because it's, I guess it's debunking that notion that when women get together, it's actually just bloody awesome. It's not some massive cat fire or man-hating coven that the patriarchal society has led us to believe. Absolutely. And I think that they're, you know, I think that that needs to be spoken about too. And, and that's what was so nice about this video. Like this video, the, the, the daily shot, it was so beautiful and everybody felt it. Everybody that came, because we had like kind of slots for the girls to come in for an hour, each girl, and everyone had a choice of what they wanted to wear, their hair and makeup done. I just wanted them, because I know how it feels, and I wanted them to feel really comfortable. And everybody left and texted me afterwards and, and said to me, I, I need to tell you, I've been on so many sets, but that set was special. It was a special day. And it was amazing because I, I felt that. But you, ne you never know. You're kind of like, is it my baby? So I'm like, you know, so proud of it. But they all felt it. And I thought that was really beautiful. That's so good. It's like, yeah, you all had a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just want to know, I mean, with regards to that song, of course you wrote it um, during COVID when you really did miss your mates. But I guess the message behind the video and what we were just discussing, have you ever felt in your career that you were either by the tabloids or by labels um, up against other artists or compared or, or you were set in a competition? I mean, there's one thing to say that there's a, you've got a common sound and another thing entirely to sort of lead a catfight amongst two female artists. Oh, I mean... There's always going to be, it's the way of the world, right? Comparisons, because it's all we kind of know is to compare. But um, yeah, oh, definitely. And, and I think as well in Australia, I feel like we need to embrace more Australian artists and we shouldn't just have, you know, two Australian artists that are doing well. It should be a huge variety of Australians that are leading the charge in Australia for music. Um, and I see that a lot in other countries, like especially in a lot of European companies countries in America and the UK, they really support their own artists and that's, they're at the forefront and then there's, you know, the internationals behind that. But I do think it is quite difficult here sometimes. Um, and yeah, I mean, definitely there's always that. There's always a little bit of, you know, you're up against people, but what I try to do, and listen, I don't always succeed, but what I do try to do is just stay in my lane. Stay in my lane and I love pop. I love it and, and I'm okay loving it and I'm proud loving it. So I just try and stay in whatever makes me happy and ultimately I ask my fan base and the people who support me what they want to hear from me. I, I, love, I love asking because I think that that's when you do your best work. I think that's great. And what's interesting, I was reading um, some of the message boards on social media um, on the release of Back to Back and also in the morning, which I'm going to play shortly. Yeah. And you have these international audiences and they're all going, oh my God, you're doing what you did. And, and people have this kind of sense of return. And I wouldn't say ownership, but they feel like they've been a part of it. And it's very beautiful to read and see. Oh, it's so nice to see. And, and that's what I do love about music is that it's so universal. Everybody, it's, it's a love language of, of, of so many people. And there are so many people who come up to me at, at shows or write to me and say like, you know, Step Up was my song when I was this age and I went through this and this song got me through that. And, you know, it's like smells that like my mum used to say, don't ever wear fragrance to anything sad because you'll always remember it by a smell. 
and it's the same with music you know you always remember things by by um by a song and I feel privileged that I can be that for people it's that's what's amazing about it I love it. your mum. I wrote down quotes that you'd said from your mum and your dad on the last yeah. podcast we had. Like they're incredible. Oh my god, they're amazing. Like I'm blessed. They they're incredible parents. Don't wear fragrance or anything sad. Like that yeah. needs to be on a t-shirt. She used to say that to me. She was like, you know, if you're going to get you know test results from from a doctor's. Um, the doctors or you're going to you know a funeral or you're going to get you know some news that you're not sure about don't wear fragrance and it's so funny because when my mum passed away i the day of the funeral i went and bought a fragrance for the funeral and then i threw it out straight afterwards because i still wanted to you know have something but i've never smelt it again because it will bring back that that's day. incredible but then there's obviously something quite lovely in that as well because you're like, what did she say yeah. What did she say? Yeah, it stays with me all the time. And I think about it all the time. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to carry that into my life. Um, <laughs> now, I want to talk about uh, In the Morning, which you released earlier this year. And I just want to play it straight away because it's great. So here is In the Morning. I'm about to leave it Now that is a deliciously enticing R&B-soaked 90s nostalgia, like all over it. But what I love is you clearly, as you just mentioned, you love pop. You love the sound. You sing it proud. And this song, we've got nostalgia-dripped R&B, but then we've got your gorgeous pop melodies. And the weird thing is it keeps it so funny. I can hear you smiling through this whole song. I'm so glad like that's when we were writing it I was like let's just write something that is so fun and so sexy and so like me in a different character like let's just go for it on this one let's go back to the 90s with our melodies as well you know those quick kind of talk sing melodies and we wrote DNA I wrote it with DNA who I wrote Firestarter with who I wrote Soldier with um who I love and they they're so talented there's there's the two of them so one is kind of like playing and doing melodies and then one's doing lyrics and then one's kind of producing and it's such a cool room to be a part of you can't help but be so inspired and they're just the best and so we wrote this song so fast and we were obsessed with it like before it came out we were playing it like just us three I was like oh my god I'm playing it again and then Anthony would like text me he's like I'm in the car playing it and David would say oh me and my wife are listening now so it was just one of those songs that's a bit of ear candy it gets better and better every time that is so good and you I mean I know um you and I even spoke about this about how artists once that song was recorded as much as they'll love it they're like don't play it to me please don't play <laughs> yes, it to me. yes and that's usually the thing but this one i i listen to so much it's crazy <laughs> and what i love is again um you've got that throwback and you mentioned it's with the same team to step up while still having that fresh beat um we talked about 
uh, your sort of sexualization in the pop machine during our last podcast. And you mentioned that um, starting obviously as young as you did and going to the States, you never felt comfortable with that sexy image. Um, and so you always played with it, uh, the sensuality in a tongue in cheek way, almost as a self-preservation. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause that tall poppy or whatever it is, we go, Oh no, sexy. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. Um, and I love how you're owning it in this track while at the same time going, but seriously. <laughs> yes, I feel like there's always, there's an art to the tease. There's a, you know, there's a, a way of doing it and not being overt. And, and that's just always been my way of doing it because that's just who I am. Um, and I definitely become a character when I'm in videos. Like my, my friends always say to me, like, you are like a totally different human. I'm like, I know, because that's my, that's my performer side, you know, and then like at home, I'm in t-shirt and trackies and, you know, but I think that that song needed it. And so we pushed the envelope a little bit. We didn't go too far. It's always classy, but with that song, we, we did need a little bit of fun. <laughs> it needed to be. And I mean, we did talk about that sexualization and you just mentioned how, um, you know what I mean? There's sexualization and there's sensuality. Um, and of course, women historically get strung up for whichever side of the fence they fall in line. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're in trouble if you're a nun, you're in trouble if, <laughs> and that's it. There's no middle ground. It's either or or none. <laughs> and I just wanted to know what are your thoughts um, and or experiences on the objectification versus female empowerment within the industry? Of course, it's changing at the moment. It's, yeah, it's ever changing. And, and look, it's really nice to be in the industry at this time watching you know women kind of own it um and and speak so freely i think we've always spoken freely i think it's just never been heard but right now i think it's really being heard which is really nice but i think that where i stand on that is it's unfortunate that like i've, I've had a lot of comments and a lot of people you know read a lot of things that oh she's just trying to be sexy and because she's not you know doesn't have talent and I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's an interesting, it's an interesting way of saying it. Um, but I can be sexy in a video and do curry and, and do all that stuff, which is not easy. But then I can stand with the piano, which is my favourite thing to do, and, and sing a ballad, you know, and, and reach big notes and hold, you know, the high notes or whatever talent <laughs> is in people's eyes. But I think it's all an expression and, and that's why I love the arts because it's an expression and every record is different. Back to back is not sexy at all. It's not about that. The video is not about that. In the morning, it's about that. Um, you know, Firestarter, that, that, that was about that. Soldier wasn't. Like every expression, every video is different. And I think that if you always are true to yourself, if you have lines in your head that you don't want to cross and you don't cross, then I think that that's what, that, that's what it, it should only, you should only care about that. It should only matter to you what you're okay with. And then everyone's going to have opinions. That is the world. And you're going to have to deal with them and you're going to have to be strong because when you put yourself out, out there in this industry, you get a lot of love, you get a lot of hate. But I think within your own self and within, I guess, your partner or your family or my thing is always this, am I okay for my dad to see this? <laughs> is he going to be, is he going to cringe? Is he going to die? No. Okay, cool. Then, then that's, that's my limit. 
That, I love that. And I'm so glad you brought up also, by the way, you were very nice about what that person said, but that was just savage. Like call it as it is. That's like really brutal. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, I wanted to go into your songwriting and your style. I mean, you've also got this beautiful acoustic version of in the morning that you recorded in a boutique studio with that intricate audience. Yeah. And you mentioned before about always wanting to find that excitement within the music world, whether it be sonically, vocally, production, genre. Um, and I just wanted to know what were some of those experimentations you dabbled with um, in the most recent singles and the album that you've got coming out? The album, um, I'm so excited for it to come out because I feel like there are, for, the, for this record, I will say the excitement came from the lyrics from, for this album because I... I've never spoken, I feel like my, my album Nine was just after my mum had passed away. And so that consumed a lot of the record and a lot of the messaging. And I'm really happy I got to kind of get that off my chest because music is the only way I know how to truly express myself. It's, I've been doing it since I was 15. Like it's, it's how I get things off my chest. And this time I wanted to be really honest about how much the industry had hurt me, how much it took for me to actually go to that audition on X Factor and how much I have, you know, endured and, and gone through and taken on the, on the chin and kept going forward. And I wanted to write about that because I don't feel like a lot of people know a lot of the story. And, um, and so I feel like I'm being my most candid and my most honest on this album. And there's songs that really talk about those hard times without a resolve. And there's a song that talks about my life from like Perth to LA, back to Sydney, um, and so I think that what, what excites me and brings the excitement in this album is the rawness of it. And I don't think, I think there's a misconception around raw. And sometimes that is, oh, it's raw. So that means there's no production. It's a guitar. There's no anything on the vocal. And that's not raw to me. Raw to me is literally sitting in a room, which is what we did and writing lyrics and going, oh my gosh, that scares me to say that, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay. Cause I do remember, yeah, you were talking about um, being quite candid and, and that in your story and some of the incidences that happened to you in these, in this period. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to ask, I mean, with that in mind, and like you said, you love to hear from your audience what, what they want while at the same time, keeping it very true to you there must be a certain level of pressure, um, particularly with labels and, you know, sales um, of keeping your music eclectic and keeping it pushing while at the same time, that reinvention still basically being viable. You know what I mean? As a recording oh, artist. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I'm very lucky. I have an incredible team. Um, and Dennis who runs Sony, he is, he's really about the artist we're very, very blessed with that. Like I, he kind of goes, go do it. And, and then we'll go through the finer details. But he, as long as you're not doing something like in, it's like me going, I'm going to do death metal now. You should. <laughs> yeah. He's cool. He's very, and he's very about, he understands the process of an artist being, being true to themselves and, and, just wanting to explore things and just going for it. We're very lucky. He really, really lets us go and, and do our thing. So I, I'm lucky with that, with the label. Um, but I think that like what you were saying too, about 
listening to the fans and listening to people, I, I take that on board and it's, it's, we're always aligned. We're mm-hmm. really always aligned. And, um, and I, whenever people like my fan base writes to me about what they want to hear and what they want me to do next, it's so weird because they'll be like, can you put out a ballad or can you put out of this? And it's, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what's coming. It, it's weird. We're, it's like I, it's like we know each other in a weird yeah. way. It's really amazing how aligned we, we are. That's well. That's the thing. That collective consciousness is actually yeah. quite universal, and you see it in our tastes. And it's uh, it's all senses awakening there. So Absolutely. that's. And I wanted to talk to you. I mean, you mentioned before that brutal comment about talent, and it reminded me of um, you talked about one of the last meetings you had in LA prior to coming back and doing the X Factor, where you had this amazing label exec, and he was saying things like, "I love your song, I love your voice, <laughs> and music. finally, I love your voice, but you don't have a star tone." You don't have a memorable star tone and you were just crushed. And it was actually, again, quoting your dad. I think he said something like, don't let one person, you know, that be the, be the only voice. Yeah. And you didn't because then you came back and you kick an ass, like look at you now. And as much as you've powered on and pushed your music boundaries and, you know, phoenixing your way across the country and the world, are there still those moments when those words can still kneecap the, knickers off of you like oh. you know that sounded wrong kneecap you <laughs> i get it i get it oh one hundred thousand million percent and, and it's 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 a constant juggle in your mind it's a juggling of no no no, that's not right look where you've come and you've done it and you've pushed but that person still said that like it's a constant going back and forth but I'm so blessed that the experience I had with my mum and what happened there, it put my life into a different, my perspective changed. It put my life into a different spin. Um, And I don't think if I wouldn't have had that experience, I would be as okay. I really don't. Weirdly. And I lost my, Mm. my rock and my closest person to me, but there was something about knowing that that is, that's real. And that is the hardest thing you'll ever go through. And you, you're okay. You, you, you dealt with it and that's real. Losing a parent, that is real. This person and their opinion of me, that's their thing, you know, and, and that's like something that you can work through. So it's a constant juggling of reminding myself realness and fakeness. And, and that it's hard because within our industry, like you do get hurt. I, I read stuff just the other day I got body shamed on um on instagram yeah yeah like this guy said um you know you shouldn't wear white you, you've obviously put on a few during covid yeah no. yeah and i was like well listen haven't we all sweetie i've eaten my way through covid but <laughs> don't body shame someone like don't do that and then i wrote back and i said and i never write back but i felt it was my place as a woman being body shamed to do that, to show the people in the other comments too, like that I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not. And so I wrote back and I said, like, you know, I th- you obviously know this, but it's not nice to body shame someone. So maybe next time don't write anything at all. And he wrote back and said, I'm I, obviously you've got a bit of a problem. So I'm just trying to help you out and tell <sighs> you to go to the gym or something like that. Yeah. And I'm reading this thing and, and it did get to me. It did. I was like, oh my gosh, how dare he do that, you know? And then I, I spoke to my um, Beyonce and he was like, Sammy, he's like, 
that person is a keyboard warrior. You don't know what they have going on. He's like, who cares? Don't, don't let that affect you. Read all the nice things. And, and that's what my dad said in that moment. It's that same thing. So it's just a juggling. And it took me, I'm going to say 10 minutes to get over, but it was a thing because no one likes to read nice stuff about themselves, but it's about how you pull through from it and not letting it consume you. That's in. I'm so pleased you wrote back as well. I've had a couple of artists um, say that they've done the same. And when they get called out, when these trolls get called out, they're like, oh, yes. oh Sammy Joe. But this guy's just gone, I'm doing you a favor. Like, that's it's like, oh, no, you need to listen to me. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, there's no, there's no getting through to you. So <laughs> thank you. Thanks for all. Oh, yeah. Just wear white trousers for the rest of your career, Sammy. Do us <laughs> Exactly. And maybe get some of those like, implants like trousers with the pockets to just get bigger and bigger (laughs) Um, and lastly before we have to leave you I mean I know there's an album coming out I'm very excited can you give us a little snippet or tell us what's on the horizon for you so I mean yeah the album was supposed to come out this year but we 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 delayed it and I I I felt so bad because I had you know some of my very fans that I consider, you know, they're very, very special to me. Um, and they, I consider them like friends because we chat a lot on Instagram and we, I, like I said, I asked for advice from them and, and I felt so bad because they were like, no, no, don't, don't. But I felt like through COVID, I was weirdly inspired to, like Back to Back wouldn't have been on the album, for instance. And, and a few things that I've changed actually a few lyrics on and I've gone back and I've kind of finessed a little bit because of the experience we've had. So I, I think that um, it was the it was the best idea. Um, now, like you know, you can't say those things until later on. But I I am excited for this to come out because I feel like it is the most me that I've I've ever been. It's the most me I've, I've ever written. Um, I I had a hand in in every song. Like nothing's an outside song. I've written every song. Um, and I spent a lot of time on the vocals and the songs and even getting into vocal production and. Yeah, I'm just really excited for people to hear it because I do feel like it's a piece of me. I really do. Brilliant. And we're so looking forward to hearing it. And um, you know what? Yeah, you've got to say that in hindsight. But if you dabbled some more with the songs, then that's only a good thing. Yeah, it really is. And and even listening back um, to one of the songs that we changed some lyrics on, now listening back, I'm like, oh, wow, that makes so much more sense. I'm so glad we, we did that. We sat back and tinkered. beautiful sammy it has been so wonderful having you back on our podcast today i love chatting to you oh you're welcome and seriously (laughs) listeners back to back by samantha jade is out now and you can stream it and download it on all the platforms um so just do it now it's a gem and please watch the video also before we go issue nine of women in pop magazine is coming very soon follow us on instagram facebook and twitter for our announcements on who is appearing just search women in pop Thank you for listening. We'll be back very soon with another episode. Please stay safe in the meantime. And until then, from myself and Samantha Jade, goodbye. Bye.